Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Today's scripture comes from John chapter 6, verses 24 to 35. Please stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. Listen for the word of God. Our ears are open. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Rabbi, where did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. But Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Jesus who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You are what you eat. If that's true, then who are you? I've got to tell you that during the height of quarantine, I would have been white cheddar skinny pop, not regular, the white cheddar kind, and then those dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's. I don't know if you've tried those, but they are a religious experience, and they're only 99 cents for a packet of five. They haven't paid me to say this, but um, (laughs) go out and get yourself some after this. Now, our daughter Daisy 
eats a wide variety of foods and has since she was little. Fruits, vegetables, will try new things, sweet, sour, spicy, uh, does all of this without hesitation. And of course, we always attributed this to our stellar parenting skills, right? And then, then Sam came along, our son, and that boy is all cheese and bread. No vegetables, no berries, even the sweet kind, not even plain potatoes, not even plain potatoes dipped in ketchup. And when you ask him what his favorite ice cream flavor is, vanilla. You are what you eat. Now, I don't know if this is true. I am not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not even a good cook. <laughs> I just love food. I need to eat like we all do. But I'm also the person entrusted today with the privilege of standing before you and hearing and untangling our gospel lesson from John as we let it wash over us, change us, convict us, try to wrestle a blessing from it. And what I do know about food is that Jesus is constantly feeding people, constantly eating with people, telling parables about eating and eating together. And today, right after he has performed that miracle of feeding a crowd of 5,000 plus thousands more with a few fish and loaves of bread, he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the bread of life. Today, as we've been saying, we do start a new worship series called Belong, Living in Christian Community. And we'll be asking the question, what does it mean to belong to God, to each other, to the body of Christ? And the book of Acts, which comes right after the Gospels, right after the stories of Jesus' life, the book of Acts tells the story of those earliest followers of Jesus who are trying to figure out what it means to follow him, to be Christians. And this is their model of belonging. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Over the next six weeks, we will explore characteristics of Christian community that help us to live together joyfully and generously to witness to this good news. And friends, I don't have to tell you that after a year plus of isolation and physical distancing, sadly still needing to be careful and not shifting every moment, but it is powerful to be back together, to reflect on what it means to be in community, what it is, why we need it, and why it's central to being a Christian. Because you can't be a Christian by yourself. We need each other for love and support and care for nurturing and teaching and mentoring, for growing and learning and holding each other accountable. Now, I'm not usually one for sports metaphors. I don't belong to a particular sports team. But of course, the Olympics are top of mind uh, these past few weeks. And friends, Christianity is not a solo sport or solo competition. It is absolutely a team venture. And we begin today with that characteristic of communion. 
When we live together in Christian community, we first answer God's invitation to this welcome table, the place where we feast on bread and grape juice, forgiveness and mercy, love and justice, and know deep in our bones that we are welcome. We are fed, we are forgiven and loved, shown mercy and grace beyond measure. In a few minutes, we will come to this table and join in holy communion together. And then, because Christianity is not a solo sport, it's not only about our personal relationship with Jesus Christ, though that's vital, we are then called to go out and share this love and mercy and forgiveness and grace with each other and our communities and the world until all of us feast together at that heavenly banquet table. You are what you eat. And Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus absolutely cares about physical hunger. He meets those needs over and over again. He calls us to do the same. He says, if you see somebody who's hungry and you don't feed them, you are not feeding me. God gave the Israelites manna, bread from heaven, every day when they were wandering in the wilderness and afraid that they would go hungry. But Jesus is saying here, I am more than that. I am not only the one who gives you physical bread because you need more You need more than that to survive, to thrive. I am your ultimate nourishment. I am bread. Feast on me. You are what you eat. One of the questions for us to meditate on today and to carry out into our weeks is, what am I hungry for? What are you hungry for? And what do we fill ourselves up with? Maybe you have a hunger for purpose and meaning, security, belonging, connection, communion, intimacy, love, for joy, forgiveness, healing, for courage, for peace, for rest. Maybe you're hungry to make a difference or to heal old wounds, to salvage relationships, to know that you are worthy no matter what that you are a beloved child of God. I invite you to join me in letting this question really wash over you this week and spend some time honestly with God and with yourself answering that, saying bravely and intimately, what am I hungry for? Then there's another question which I think is equally as challenging, maybe even more so. What do I find myself filling up with? Is it Jesus? I have to confess to you that for me, it's not 100% of the time. I'm striving, I strive to do better to get that percentage up, but it's not always. If I'm honest, I can fill myself up on busyness and productivity, a healthy dose of HGTV when I just need to numb out. I seek nourishment in what other people think of me or external standards of who I should be. Maybe you find yourself filling yourself up with Instagram or one more glass of wine or that 24-hour news cycle, which can become addictive. Maybe it's because we're afraid to admit that we have hunger. Maybe instead we feel like we've got to walk around like we've got it all together. Lutheran pastor Nadia Boltzweber says this in a sermon on generosity. She says, 
It's hard to accept not just that God welcomes all, but that God welcomes all of me and all of you. Even that within us which we wish to hide, the part that cursed at our children this week, or drank alone, or has a problem with lying, or hates our body, that part within us that suffers from depression and can't admit it, or is too fearful to give our money away, or is riddled with shame or cheats on taxes. All these parts of us, we wish Jesus had the good sense to not welcome at his table. All of us are invited to taste and see that the Lord is good. Because the good news is all of us do belong. All of our hungers, our desires, our needs, our gifts, we belong at this table and we have a place in Christian community. Perhaps we can admit our hungers, but we don't quite know how to seek Jesus as our bread. Well, we do that with each other. That's part of why we don't do this alone. We help each other on this Christian journey. When we come to this table, we do belong to God, to Jesus, to those saints who have gone on before us. And we go out of this place connected to others and sharing that good news. But one of the most powerful aspects of communion and why we do it when we are gathered together is to remember and to enact and to physically take into our bodies that when we gather at this table, friends, we are one with each other. We remember that there is deep unity in the body of Christ. Because there is one loaf, there is one body, one body of Christ. No matter our differences, we eat the same bread, we consume the same grape juice, and we are made one with each other through Christ, through the sacrament. Christianity happens in community. We need each other, and we need communion. And when we do that, we are a witness and a model to the world of how God intends the world to be, of how God intends humans to live in loving relationship. Not where it's always easy, not where we always agree, but where we know that we are one in Christ and beloved children of God. And we see the image of Christ in each other and in each person we encounter. Our series of belonging begins with communion because of this oneness with each other. We'll move out into our weeks with characteristics of Christian community that all flow out from this good news. We'll reflect on blessing, accountability, hospitality, inclusion, and support, all while continuing to recognize our own deep hungers, being unafraid to bring them before God, to bring them before one another, and reflecting on how we can best fill ourselves up with Jesus, who is the bread of life, and help each other on our Christian journey through prayer, through scripture reading, through small groups and service, gathering in community, sharing in communion. We don't do any of this alone. We are gearing up for fall ministries, adding more opportunities this month of August as school starts back including, of course, Children's Church and Nursery. You'll be seeing in the coming weeks ways that you can donate to Family Promise, a ministry that this church has supported for many years, where we house families who are experiencing homelessness, provide hospitality, food, needed items. 
Weekly Bible studies are gathering in person and online. Choir rehearsal starts back mid-month. Somebody was just asking me about that. Look for information on a town hall that's going to happen August 22nd, where you'll get to hear from our church council following church about where we've been and where we're going. It'll be a chance to ask questions and have conversation with each other. And then this series is going to move us to Labor Day, which is hard to believe is coming. And the Sunday after that is going to be our big fall kickoff. So following church on Sunday, September 12th, friends, like that first community in Acts, we are going to go out of this place on the front lawn, and we are going to share in good food with each other. Um, there are going to be games. There are going to be bouncy houses. I don't think they had bouncy houses in the book of Acts, but that will be our joy that we share together. And we're going to celebrate that Sunday more ministries kicking off together so we can grow as disciples with one another, including Wednesday night programming. Uh, we're going to have a meal, and then we're going to follow that with a series for adults. We're going to bring in a professor from Candler who is going to spend six weeks with us digging into the four Gospels and talking about the resurrection appearances of Jesus and each one, comparing those. It's going to be a wonderful series for us to grow at the same time, there'll be programming for kids and youth. Sunday school will kick off more service opportunities. Um, so we're really excited to move into this new season with each other. When we can gather together, it's not going to be the same or back to normal. Um, but we will continue to figure out how to grow as disciples with one another. But first, friends, first in Christian community, we come to this table. This is the place where we practice for that day when all of us will indeed feast at the heavenly banquet table where all are welcome and nobody ever goes hungry again. It's where we practice and model for the world, a world that God intends, that kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. This table is prepared, so let us feast. Because here at the table of grace, you are indeed what you eat. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.